This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. My name is Keen from Legal. You're terrible, Muriel. And I'm James, and that's just some of the terrible Australian attempts at accents you can expect to hear. You're listening to Sissy That Pod, we are our Drag Race podcast, and this is the first time that we are dipping our toe down under. I know. It's exciting. This is what, is this our, our fifth new, new, new country? Fourth new country, fifth country. Okay. Oh no! If you include Thailand, yeah, fifth. Okay, country, okay. Yeah. Uh, well, there you go. Which is exciting to see how they how they understand it because I think what we've seen with all of the other versions of Drag Race is that that each country, while it comes from the same cookie cutter mold, they interpret things differently and they do things in a different way. And I'm excited to see how Australia handles it and what sort of what they bring, what flavors they bring to the table. Though what I would say is, with the exception of Canada. First seasons have been rough, so I'm going in with an open heart hmm. and a low bar. See, I normally prefer an open heart and a free bar, but there you go. That's just me. <laughs> um, so, anyway, let's meet these 10 sickening queens. Conveniently... If we go alphabetically, I think the one we both want to talk about the most is up first. Anita Wiglet from New <laughs> Zealand, from Auckland. All there is really to watch before we watch this was like two Q&As and a brief trailer. So we don't really have the wealth of the Meet the Queens we were used to with the US. So we're kind of like cobbling what we have together. Um I really found her annoying in the tr- in this in the Q and A. It was like when Celine Dion gets annoying and she's uh, like over the top. It's like and it's just it's really over the top and frustrating. And no, it was like Charlie Hyde's doing Celine Dion after too many Red Bulls. I just couldn't not see Joan Cusack. I like literally just couldn't not see it. It was all I was seeing. And <laughs> From I was School like, of Rock? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, you know, and there's another queen. If like, if we've got, if Anita Wiggins is, is Joan Cusack, then Maxie Shield is Jack Black. But like, <laughs> I, 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 her face, like she had the same kind of like facial kind of like contortions of, and I love Joan Cusack. That's not a bad thing. Like that's actually like, so that, that is not a read. That isn't a box of not a read then we move over to the kind of just over enthusiastic kind of like i so we're gonna i suppose talking about the outfits because that's kind of like how they've chosen to present themselves who's in this sort of like black strappy bodysuit with like the big kind of horns on the shoulder and then she had like a like a, a a bdsm whip type thing going on and then you put that together with this like super high camp kind of like giggly you know it just it didn't make sense and kind of I'm confused by who this character is going to be and find their presentation like frustratingly over the top in sort of a way that's sort of begging to be liked yes now do you think looking at her that she is a seasoned queen who has the authority to be critiquing others I wouldn't have said so based off what I have seen okay though that being said do we look like seasoned queens that have the authority <laughs> to be casting judgment on other people no <laughs> <laughs> 
Because she is the host of House of Drag, which is the New Zealand equivalent of RuPaul's Drag Race. So she is effectively a RuPaul in New Zealand. Um, she owns a drag bar in Auckland. She's moved to Canada. She studied there for a while, has competed in some Canadian drag competitions. But yeah, her and Keita Mean are both the the New Zealand RuPaul, it seems. So it's weird to think that they've gone from I am the host, I am the front of this TV show to now a contestant in a show. Yeah. It certainly puts pressure on them to do well. It certainly puts pressure on them to kind of like crack mm. that top four. Like this is kind of, you know, you're going in there with a reputation and... I don't know if any of you saw um, Rome from Drag Race Holland did a video during the week, which kind of like cracking the Drag Race code. And a part of the Drag Race code is apparently that in order to get fans agitated and confuse viewers, they always eliminate like a big name first. So, it, you know, you're putting yourself in that position where you could be the Mr. Joe Black or you could be the... Um, Anastasia, Anastasia, kind of the, the yeah, group. the person who comes yeah. in with the like massive thing and goes home just in order to 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 get that like agitation going. But I I have to say, like you, you mentioned, Kidamine, who we'll talk about separately. Like I would, neither of them particularly. Like I liked her look more, but neither of them I would have said screamed like seasoned queens. Yeah, well, we'll jump on to Kidamine next because I think they go together. Like I've I I was at the Drag Race Wiki, which also includes other drag competitions like Dragula and House of Drag. And they're saying, you know, this is a drag first. This is the first duo to enter Drag Race, which I feel is a bit misleading because they're not competing as a duo. They're competing as individuals. But yeah. So oh they, my God. Are we going to get like that big brother moment? We're going to compete as one. When the twins were on Big Brother like a million years <laughs> like ago. Samanda. Samanda. These are, these are, this is the, this is the Drag Race Samanda. That's what this is. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to be Brian Bello? Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that's going to be really interesting and especially for some of the other Kiwi queens who will be on the show. Like, this is their RuPaul effectively on TV. Um, so that is going to be interesting. I thought Keena Mean came off better as she has like a noticeable lisp which yeah. I think will give her a bit of character. I always think they kind of come across more endearing. She gave me kind of sugar cane vibes and I got a quite a maternal vibe out of what she was what she was saying so i think she might be a sort of divina de campo you know stroking someone's hair giving somebody a hug at the mirror sort of vibe yeah i i definitely had a preference like i i quite liked her kind of demented um like kind of preschool television presenter look i thought it was really fun i, I liked because like we've seen we're seeing a lot of these big foam wigs that like come from kind of mm. like that like aussie style of drag um and I, I think that that she did it really good in a way that i hope is kind of like you know this is me doing it this one time and i'm not going to do it again because i don't love those wigs but look I, I i thought her look was better i i liked her vibe in in her little q a bits i i also love the gossip so her saying heavy cross was was one of her favorite songs made me think oh i'd like to see that and that choice of a song as like a favorite lip sync doesn't really mesh with the like image mm. you've seen so there is something interesting there um but again yeah wasn't someone who wasn't someone who kind of made me think oh my god like y- you know like the way the vivian walked in to drag race season one where you were very much like all oh, right okay so that's the w- the person we're competing against 
like if you're telling yeah. me that these guys the were Vivian, the... Envy, Peru, yes, those real sort of like oh that's the yeah real. like I I would say that I don't think we got any of those in this lineup, but maybe that's because there's like a difference in the way people present themselves. But no, I of the of those of that I definitely think. I was trying to decide in my head there who is my favorite Ant or Deck, but I obviously don't have a favorite. So I was trying to decide, they're both the same. Deck. Yeah, probably Deck. So I think that Kizamine would be the Deck and, and, and Anita is the Ant. Just a sidebar, does that mean you've forgiven Beth Ditto for not showing up to Love Sensation? No. Okay. As I was saying it, I realized yeah. that, 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 that bridge is burnt, um, but I will, I will separate the art from the artist on this occasion. Separate the art from those who want to lip sync it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it turns out based on like I had a look at the House of Drag just briefly while I was re- researching this show and then I had a look at her her Instagram and it seems like Kitamine has gone through a big visual transformation she seems to have lost a lot of weight so I don't know whether that was you know a diet or whether she's been sick or something but I feel that's something we might hear in a mere moment at some point during the show a big transformation like that and also I'm so sort of familiar now with the format that I'm like oh so a duo we're going in we're definitely going to get an Anita Kitta lip sync at one point <laughs> mm, yeah I think I know who my money's on we're going to move on to Electra Shock next not because she's next alphabetically because she was actually a competitor in House of Drags so she is now competing with the two people who were judging her in her own season she came second in the second season she was the first contestant to win more than one challenge if you could believe that um wow and <laughs> yeah she's kind of like the first this is a drag race first where the first person to go on to compete against their previous judges which is interesting um i mean i i i have actually got so i've written down in my like my kind of like top three and also my like first to go out and electroshock was my first to go out <laughs> based on what I can only describe as an intensely dour and sour <laughs> presentation in the Q&A. I know you're not really getting them speaking about, like, their themselves. You're not really talking about, like, anything. So, but it is kind of just like this, like, just like a very over it vibe and, you know, kind of what's your favourite thing about Drago taking it off, um you know what do you want the fans oh don't don't no haters no haters it's like can you not just be excited for the fact that you're going into this competition so maybe like you know if your favorite thing about drag is you know taking it off and the one thing that you're concerned about is that people aren't going to like you online then maybe don't bother going onto the platform in the first place you are meant to be trying to entertain people yeah yeah i mean my main takeaway every time i saw her was eyebrows like what i just couldn't get over what was going on with her eyebrows they look they seemed too low on her face i just and that but apparently she's the trade of the season yeah i don't know like i had to look at some of the guys out of drag and i would have said jojo's a hoe was probably the trade of the season but according to many people within this q a it, it was electroshock so there you go i'll wait to see now if there were somebody who i would say was the vivian the envy peru of the lineup i would say it is art simone She's the first one from Australia that we're going to chat about. She's the most followed of the queens before the series was announced. She had 120,000 followers on Instagram. Not that that's important, but there you go. She's already been in a WoW Presents production in Highways to Heal, which is just her driving around the outback in Australia with other Australian drag queens. You can imagine what that's like. Um, but she just seems to be really well-rounded. I loved the look with the sort of Art Attack style blotches over it. She seemed quite laid back and had a good personality. I'm excited. Yeah, similar 
similarly was probably the one of the highlights in the um one of the highlights for me in, in the in this cast was someone who I felt like I don't I don't know whether like I think all of them like the energy was weird in this Q and A like it kind of felt like I I you know maybe it was the end of a long day and like they were all like a little bit low energy it's kind of when you know um Kirsten Johnson called out um Monica Beverly Hills for being sad on the runway it's like you know why are you so sad you're meant to be happy uh but they were all like a little bit sort of you know meh so. I thought that she seemed like she probably is funny. Um, her makeup is amazing. I did love her outfit. Um, I, I yeah. I I overall I thought it was like yeah. This is someone who I think I'm I'm excited to see something something more from, but not someone who I was like oh my god this is like a vivacious personality. I think based on the trailer that the looks we saw in this Meet the Queens thing is their entrance look as well. Yeah, I think so. Because I think they're wearing that when they meet Rue for the first time. So. It's kind of for sure, you know, we've we've missed that opportunity of seeing the, the them walk into the workroom with that, I suppose. But yeah, so maybe this was after a, a tired day of being in the workroom and doing a mini challenge or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. This is how it's always been. Double Love is a podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of Sweet Valley High, book by book. Join me, Anna Carey. And me, Karen Moynihan. As we revisit one of the maddest series of books ever written or ghostwritten. If you ever read about the perfect blonde Wakefield twins, Elizabeth and Jessica, with their eyes the colour of the Pacific Ocean, then you might enjoy listening to us absolutely tearing them to shreds. Affectionately, of course. But of course. And even if you didn't, there's still plenty of drama, kidnappings, stolen boyfriends and seemingly mandatory school dances to entertain you. Find us on the Headstuff Podcast Network and wherever you get your podcasts. Next up is Coco Jumbo, um, Fijian, Queen, uh, Australian based in Sydney. Um, I thought she was really natural on camera and really sort of confident in herself and at ease. And that's always what I like to see in a Queen and a Meet the Queen. So I, I predict good things for Coco Jumbo. My only pause is in the trailer, Rue basically tells that one of her looks was horrendous. So... At least, you mean she doesn't go out first. I think that, that's all that tells us, <laughs> but she might not have good runways. Um, I really, like, Coco Jumbo was probably my, I think, one of two of the most dynamic people that we saw in it. I thought that she seemed really fun. I love the fact that, like, kind of, there was a lot of, like, very, very, like, over-the-top costumey costumes or kind of, like, you know, performance costumes. I like that she was wearing just, like, a like a nice dress and a good fabric. Um, I appreciated the fact her bag matched. I loved her wig. I thought she, her makeup was beautiful beautiful and you're right she was so natural on camera and you know i am minded of the fact that we have like said that camora hall most dynamic on camera amazing oh my god gonna do so well based on that and then anastasia or anastasia Inakwe, oh my god so natural yeah, it gives me this, juju vibes me, and yeah. then like you know so maybe this is the kiss of death like this is the sissy the pod kiss of death potentially for jojo Zumbo or coco jumbo but <laughs> i <laughs> I I really I I did really I I I warmed to them jo- an awful jo- lot. Zumbo. Jojo Zumbo, it's like Jojo Siwa, Coco Jumbo mixes, and Zumbo's great desserts. You know. <laughs> Next up is etc etc. Um, 
they are non-binary. Their origin is Italian, Lebanese, Irish, and Welsh. So that's a lovely melange. Ooh, a Based mix. in Sydney, they used to dress up as a cockroach a lot in their early days of drag to symbolise their survival. They've been doing drag for four years. And I have to say, they, they annoyed me when they said their, their favourite song was the noise of their dishwasher going off. Because I just thought... No, you're trying yeah. to be kooky, you're trying to be funny, you're trying to be cool. They made they made two jokes about um kind of like how much they like to eat. And I was like, you're practically a fucking waif, would you fuck off? <laughs> um look, I don't know, I just think in, in the canon of drag queen humor, like big girls make jokes about how much they like food, and that's kind of like haha funny. But like there's just something kind of like where where did that joke even come from? Like why why are we meant to laugh at it? Like I, I thought it was like, you know, the the it's a funny anyway it make the joke one time fine but then there was another time she made it in the, in the thing i was like oh god whatever but i didn't warm to her i hate 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 hated her outfit i thought it was horrible the like weird squashed hands with gloves with no fingers really distracted me i thought it was kind of like like it was a cockroach costume that kind of was only like 50 percent of the way to there like it was I don't know, it was a really gross colour. Like, at least, like, bring in some, like, iridescence or something to it. Or, like, have the, like, the wings, like, stand up so that, like, you know, they're, they're there rather than just hanging limp behind your back. And put on a pair of fucking pants or something. Like, cover your legs up. Just not have your, like, things. I did like when she was asked about, kind of, like, what I, what, what people could expect from, from Australian drag. And she was like, oh, well, we've been, up stand- we've been upside down for years, so we're all mad. I thought that was kind of funny. But other than that, like, she is... She is she is not the one for me. She is not the moment. No, I'm I'm getting very very sister sister vibes. So somebody that I'm going to be saying is going to go home each week and then doesn't go home until pretty much the end of the show. That's the sort of <laughs> vibe I'm getting off her. <laughs> but look, there you go. Yeah. Uh, they could be different. They might bring a different taste. I like the melange of cultures. We might hear about that. Who knows? Next up is JoJo's a hoe. I find like that drag race wiki thing a bit funny because it's like jojo's a hoe is a pun on jojo is a hoe <laughs> like a word that's just spelling it out for me anita wiglet is a pun on i need to wiggle it i'm like for fuck's sake i'm not an idiot i jojo is of aboriginal uh descent so i was actually thinking i was like i, I wonder is there like a two-spirit equivalent for australian or, or do they use the same term if that's how some people identify just i was, I was curious about that and they reside in newcastle i really loved the look but i felt they kind of got the least amount of airtime. and in terms of purely more sort of their standout ability i was getting an aiden zayden i wasn't overly sold on the look i think that having looked at their instagram they do this thing with like the white sort of kind of highlights on the the, the different prominent areas like yeah like sketch that. lines like, it kind of like is an like... art yeah sketch lines. And I, I like i kind of was like you know i i thought that the, the look was a little felt a little sloppy um and then i was sort of laughing when they were like what's one thing you tell like baby drag queens oh it's real expensive and then they did this like gesture to themselves and i was like oh that does not look expensive like it it, it was <laughs> It was too many things or, or sort of like not an, I don't know. Um, I didn't love the look. I, I sort of thought the vibe seemed like they could be fun. Um, like they, they seemed like they could be sort of that like deadpan kind of humor, which I might enjoy. Um, but overall, 
I would say middle of the pack. Yeah, I I, I would say a pre-snatched game, a limb for me. Mm. Next up is Karen from Finance, also from Australia. Uh, apparently they got their name because they were dressing up at a dress-up shop one time and her friend said she looked like Karen from Finance and the name stuck. Uh, I think that's what they said. Now, <clears throat> this Drag Race wiki said that Trixie and Katia mentioned them all the time on... But I thought that was just a generic Karen from finance, like Karen is in the No, name. this Karen, is that. That's no, that. In, uh, no, no, that's. that's this is a, that, that's we're Karen directly referencing this, is actual, this, this lady. This is directly referencing this Karen from finance, which is why I would say that while Art Simone seems to be the most, like, the most well known queen in Australia, I would say internationally, Karen from finance is probably the most well known name on this roster. Um, and kind of is going in with it, like, because. Like, I think if I'm correct, I would say that Karen from finance maybe occupies something of a similar kind of space to maybe like Victoria's Secret in wherever it is that they're from and that they are doing a lot of the booking and a lot of the, you know, that kind of dragged up vibe. So I think they get to know a lot of the rude girls in that same way. So you would, so that that's obviously how, how, how they would get to know a lot of the rude girls. And then the name did get a lot of attention through that particular, the fact that Trixie and Caddy mentioned them all the time. And um, I thought that... They seemed, I like the look a lot. Probably one of my favorite looks. I thought that they have a very sort of like, they understand their aesthetic. They know what they're going to be doing. They're like camp kind of old lady drag, kind of bend to the creme a little bit. Um, I didn't get a huge slice of personality off them, but I, I'm, 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 I'm ready to be impressed by Karen from finance. I've watched some videos in the past of like lip syncs and they were fun. So I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready and waiting Karen. Yeah, I would agree with you. I think, uh, out of possibly all of them, they had the best kind of brand. If that's the right way to say it. Like, I feel like they know the point of view they have on drag and they know their lane and they know how to stick with it and do it well. I think that that'll be good for them. Like I can imagine, Everything will be, you know, like this is this runway look through a Karen from finance lens. Like, I'm not sure we're going to get high fashion. I think we're probably going to get more of a, like Ginny Lemon is too extreme, but more of a, yeah, just more of a, maybe Ben's La Creme aesthetic style in terms of the runways possibly. But I am excited to see. I think this is kind of somewhat different than like the skinny fashion queen that we get each season. Um, So I'm excited to see what Karen will do. I don't know if I put her in my top three though, but... I'd say late, late season, a limb with a possible miscongeniality if they do that. Maxi Shield is up next from Sydney. I didn't get a whole lot of notes from that. It was giving me quite penetration vibes. Thought we were fun, camp, self-deprecating. I think a lot younger than their aesthetic lets out. Um, but yeah, I think she's the variety of queen that doesn't tend to do too well in this format. Yes, I would, you know, this is this is the dolly grip of of the the show. Um kind of like if Sarge from from the the the, the camera crew in the US one had been sent on over to 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 be part of it. Um I actually like I I got a good vibe off them. I think that 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 she seems kind of like she'll be fun. I like currently i'm enjoying the large breastplate which i understand is like a calling card um like as part of their look i like the kind of the fact that it's very much like man and like kind of you know like butch mask man in drag kind of a thing like that sort of like you know blackpool queen kind of a thing with the, like the tattoos mm. and stuff i i, I think yeah, that's very fun and we haven't really seen 
and like I enjoyed the the I enjoyed this look a lot with the exception like from basically from the calves down I was let down with the kind of like the fact that the thing finished so kind of abruptly in the mid calf length and then the horrible like transparent shoes but I'm excited for Maxi Shield I actually feel like Maxi Shield could do well based on based on personality and presence over some of these other queens she seems possibly the closest to what I would imagine a drag queen from Australia would be yeah. like. Yeah. Finally, queen number 10 is Scarlett Adams, also from Australia. She spoke about being a drag orphan, not really a member of one of the houses. Again, I felt she was, she felt quietly confident. She was at ease. I thought she was, I, I liked what she was wearing, the sort of black belted breastplate uh, thing. Yeah, I think she could be a contender. I don't know. I'm not like mad about the attitude. Um, like I, I think that there was sort of a little bit of a, I don't know. I wasn't overly impressed by by what I saw from her. There was a little bit of a kind of a, I'm like better than this vibe, kind of, which I, which I don't necessarily know, like which I don't necessarily know, which obviously isn't deserved because no one knows who she is. So I, I wasn't so sure, and I. I don't know, there was something odd about the makeup, kind of, it brought me back to that, like, Magnolia Crawford kind of thing, like, kind of, you could flip pages with that nose, like, you know, very much a shark fin face, like, kind of, I, I, um, I wasn't, and I, I, like, I liked the, like, red parasuit thing, I thought it was, you know, it was, like, it looked, it looked good, but overall, I was, I wouldn't be anticipating being excited by what I'm going to be seeing from her. (laughs) That's harsh. (laughs) <laughs> okay so who did you have as your top three and who did you have as your first out uh, so electroshock is my first out okay um and then i had karen from finance coco jumbo and art simone as my top three yeah i had art simone coco jumbo and i had scarlett adams as my top three so that probably means one of our top three will go home first based on our predictions of late <laughs> yeah. um and i had jojo zaho as a, an early out just based on how little airtime they got in the trailer mm-hmm. yeah i mean it could it could definitely be um it could it could definitely be judge as a whole either uh but i and my my dislike of electra is based off of the attitude given in the q a chair where i was a bit like oh come on now who do you think kylie's favorite's gonna be oh i think kylie would love them all <laughs> who's who will danny's favorite be oh i think danny's favorite will be maxi shield like honestly around around the back with a with a with a few pints (laughs) of uh of of paps blue ribbon or whatever the the equivalent oh stella no what's it fosters a couple of cans of fosters out the back with maxi shield yeah Look, it's going to be interesting. It's definitely with RuPaul at the front of it means it's, you know, I think it's probably going to have a bigger budget than maybe Holland might have had or um, it could be, yeah, it could be on par with Canada. Who knows? I, I would say overall, I'm probably a bit underwhelmed by the Queens. There's nobody who's jumping out to me that I'm really excited yeah. to see. But I mean, I think I said that for Canada and I loved it. Yeah, I, I would say that it, it sort of is giving me shades of UK season one in that kind of like the cast is a bit disparate. There's like, you know, there's not really, you know, the distinct characters we're used to. We're not really getting them. I think that the that UK season one like had a very, very good promo. It had that really fun promo in the house. So you kind of got like, like you kind of came into it like a fun sort of expectation of having a good time. Um, whereas this is, is it's 
it's it, the launch is a bit flatter probably because they they didn't have the ability to to make anything more complicated than what they've given us um so i'm 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 going in based on experience expecting a series that's finding its feet and i'm going to treat it as such having been so horrible and mean and cunty about several of the queens <laughs> <laughs> it will be interesting to see whether i sort of Australia or New Zealand alliances will form kind of people click sticking with the people from their country and that could be an interesting dynamic that that unravels throughout the series as we record this we were looking at the queens from Drag Race España which were announced today as well I thought there was some actually really good looks in there even like in the in the preview looks we saw some like flamenco and everything I thought was really cool in the promos yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be honest with you. The the looks in the Drag Race Spain lineup over on their Instagram it, are really good. Like there there's much more. Like I think that Drag Race Australia seems to be going down quite a camp road, which is fine. That's like their thing. But I think that I I'm expect I'm excited now about the fashion and the looks we might get on Drag Race Spain. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, that's coming up apparently sometime in May. So we'll, I'm sure we'll find out more over the next few weeks. We're excited to see how it all turns out. We'll talk to you then. See you. Love you. Bye. Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.